Welcome to the Anxiety Slayer series. Our mission is to assist you with creating more peace and tranquility in your life through anxiety release exercises and supportive tools created to slay your anxiety. Hey Ananga, it's good to be with you again for another Slayer session. question that came in most recently that we wanted to talk about was how do I stop myself disassociating? It happens so fast, I have no time to stop it. What do you think about that question? It's a great question. Actually, it's something I'm surprised we haven't tackled before because it's a really common experience with anxiety. It's an awful feeling where you just suddenly feel completely disconnected from your usual functioning, from what's going on around you. And it does happen really fast. It usually happens pretty instantaneously because it tends to be a protective state uh-huh. where our minds and nervous system are just had enough. So we check out. I had a situation this summer that is a perfect example of this on, on a small scale where I was driving somewhere that I've driven many times. And somehow midway to, to my destination, I had absolutely no no idea where I was. And I wasn't certain if I had gone north of the location that I was heading to or I just couldn't for the life of me tell you if I needed to continue on or turn around. And it was such a strange, uncomfortable, scary feeling. Mm. Because I thought, what in the world is going on? Would that be an example of disassociation? Yeah, it can be. And also when you talk about hypnosis, that's given as an example of a naturally occurring trance state where you just check out, your body's moving, you're Mm -hmm. driving the car, you're going where you need to go, but you're not in touch Mm -hmm. with what you're doing. You've gone into another state of awareness, an altered state of awareness. So yeah, that's one example. I uh, experienced when I was a teenager, I was going through really intense anxiety. I experienced an extreme um, occurrence of disassociation where I used to work in a store and one morning I was just going about my job tidying up and I had a horrible feeling come over me and I just felt as if I zoomed right out of my body. Mm. And it was as if I was looking at myself doing what I was doing and knowing that I really wasn't well and then I just went back in again. But I never felt for a while properly reconnected, like I was properly in touch with myself and what was going on around me. And sometimes it happens to people during traumatic events as well where they just really check out. Mm. So is disassociation always a bad thing in your mind? It's not always a bad thing. A traumatic experience is not something you want to be associated into. There are times when we really want to be keyed into what we're doing, where we want to be connected, you know, particularly as family members and parents. We want to be fully associated when we engage with our children, with our partners and with what we need to do during our day. So it's not a pleasant experience or a helpful experience if you're feeling disassociated during those times. There are times when it is useful during traumatic events where sometimes people do just check out and something may be happening to them and to their body, but they're not actually fully present in the event. And that's a protective device. Uh And also disassociation can be used therapeutically in um, NLP, Uh neuro-linguistic programming. There's a technique that they use for phobias where you step right back and you disengage and that's using disassociation by choice to not be fully connected with and experiencing the thing that causes you fear. Right. I think that disassociation happens for everybody on 
many different levels. And yet, and at the same time, I know that disassociation often happens in partnership with anxiety. And I'm, I'm wondering why you think that is. It's a very common experience with anxiety, as, as we've talked about previously, particularly when we've talked about personality types who are more likely to suffer from anxiety in the Ayurvedic body types, which listeners can, if they look up Ayurveda on our website, they can look back and see previous discussions there. And we've talked about the Vata type who tend to be more ethereal, more airy, more creative, very expressive creatively. Those personality types can have a tendency to live in their heads where they're not really connected from the neck down with, with what's going on around them. They can have such amazing fantasy worlds or creative constructions going on in their minds that they can become disassociated purely by not being grounded, by everything being up in the head and mm -hmm. up in the air. It's interesting that we're having this conversation this week because I, um, I shared a sample session with a beautiful woman this week who is absolutely vata and I mean, she's brilliant her fantasy world is so remarkable <laughs> <laughs> and one of the things that we were talking about is how we would bridge that to, to help her ground herself and if in fact that was something she was ready for she was mm. very much aware you know had done a lot of work and knows herself really really well and there are things that she'd like to do but that she just wasn't sure that she could get her head around in order to focus long enough to really move forward with the goals and dreams that she had. I, listening to her, I could sense how uncomfortable she was. And, and I thought, wow, this is going to be great information to come back and share with her the grounding techniques that we'll talk about soon mm. um, and the exercises. And disassociation is truly a mental process. And it does produce a lack of connection in a person's thoughts and feelings and actions and identity. And this time can be pretty frightening when you try and, and get a beat on it and just stop and then begin again. Mm. Yeah, it can, because it can keep very tightly with the feelings of loss of control that mm -hmm. you get with anxiety. When there's a sense of not being fully behind the wheel, fully in the seat, it can become really distressing and mm -hmm. disconcerting and, and that all comes from the same thing a loss of connection and a loss of groundedness and I think a big part of anxiety is that awful confusion where you're not quite sure what's up with you and you're not quite sure how to get yourself straight and because you're in the confusion and in the swirl of anxious thinking it kind of feeds into itself and just becomes this awful tornado where you don't know where to make an intervention and get yourself straight why don't we go ahead and talk about how to deal with disassociation and get back in touch? Because mm. this is something that can be extraordinarily helpful when feeling like you're out of control. Grounding techniques are incredibly simple and amazingly effective for this state. It's a way of bringing you back into your body, into awareness of your body, of using your senses rather than everything just flying in your face, that you are back in your head, looking through your eyes, hearing through your ears. And most importantly, the sense of touch is incredibly valuable in grounding. When we feel disassociated, we're, we're out of touch. Literally, mm -hmm. that's, that's what's happening. So I mean, one of the simplest things to do is to just get your shoes and socks off and just go and stand 
in some grass or mud or water or get in the ground. Just literally stick your feet in the ground and just feel that reconnection with the earth. And the idea is to just bring that energy that's flying around in your head down and just let everything calm down. Uh -huh. Or go stand in a shower and put the water on your feet and on your legs and just focus on that sensation. Just feel everything coming down in the body, down towards the ground. We've got some exercises for this on the Anxiety Slayer website. There are some articles there, and there's also a couple of downloads that talk you through a specific exercise for how to ground yourself. When I think about grounding techniques, there's something that, that I like to do as well when I'm teaching a yoga class or when I kind of find myself spinning out, and it's just to repeat the phrase, be here now. Yeah. And it's really interesting how much that will invite your mind, invite everything that's happening to just come back to center for a moment. It might take repetition in that phrase, but that's one way. And then in the summertime, just lying on the beach, getting grounded on the beach while listening to the, the waves crash in. There's so many different grounding techniques that you can use. It's a good thing for anyone to know how to take steps to get grounded. It's a very healthy thing to be able to do. The more we can learn to rebalance and just take regular precautions just to look after ourselves, the better. And our readers asking, it happens so quickly, I, I don't get time to stop it. You won't be able to stop it. When it's on the brink of happening, it's going to happen. So what right. we have to learn to do is tackle it from two sides. One is how to look after yourself so it doesn't happen so often, how to prevent it happening by keeping yourself grounded, using mindful physical activities like Tai Chi, yoga, swimming, walking, all these natural things where you can, can be conscious of your movements. Mm -hmm. That's one way of preventing it happening. And the other thing is to know when it happens, how to bring yourself back in touch. And that's where you can use things like grounding techniques or EFT tapping, as we've talked about previously, and we will be covering in more depth using this meridian tapping technique. Different ways of bringing yourself back online, back mm. in touch with yourself. But as you said, one of the easiest things is to just have a chat with yourself and consciously become aware of where you are. I remember a couple of years ago, I caught the flu and I was very ill for about a week, 10 days. And when I recovered, I went to visit a friend and I remember sitting in her lounge talking to her and I was watching her face and listening to her and I was thinking, I'm not here properly. I'm mm -hmm. just, it was like she was behind a, a pane of glass. Mm -hmm. So I was thinking, wow, that, that illness has really um, affected me and I'm, you know, disassociated. I'm not, I'm not hearing myself properly. So it's just something because I've experienced this many times before. It's just something I've learned to do is I was sitting on the floor. So I just pushed my hands into her carpet as I was talking to her because I didn't want to be rude and interrupt the conversation. So I just pushed my hands into the carpet, took a deep breath and just told myself, I'm here. Yeah. I can see you. I can hear you. And I felt what I could feel in the carpet. I made myself aware of my legs, my feet, my heels pressing into the floor and just sat with my breath. And then gradually it all settled down mm. and I felt, I felt okay. And it only took a couple of minutes. But I've had that happen a few times after illness and also after anesthesia. So mm -hmm. not to worry, we can have these things happen as a result of illness or an anesthetic or sometimes something just sets us off balance a little bit. But by using awareness and becoming physically aware of where your feet are, where your hands are, and getting yourself back in touch with yourself and in your body, you can begin to feel comfortable again very quickly. Let's share the five things exercise 
I think that this is an appropriate time to share that, and then certainly we'll have more information about this exercise uh, over at the Anxiety Slayer blog in the future. But this is something that our listeners can take advantage of now um, sure. if, if this is an issue that, that they're also facing. Yeah, very simple thing. You just count five things. What five things can you feel where you are? So for me, pushing my hands in the carpet, I can feel temperature. I can feel texture. Is it rough? Is it smooth? You just really use your senses to explore your surroundings. And by counting, you begin to develop a sense of structure and stability where you are. So what five things can you see? What five things can you hear? That's a really interesting one because we often, like now, if you and I are talking, and I, I'll hear me or I'll hear you. But if I stop and listen, I hear there's some birds outside. I can hear some traffic on the road. I can hear there's some workmen a few yards away. Gradually, we realize that there are all these layers of sound around us. And mm-hmm. when you zone out and listen to those attentively and start counting them, you become very much in tune with your surroundings. So it's just a way of using your senses to just count and notice five things. Seeing, hearing touching, just a way of really grounding yourself back into your body by using your senses as, as anchors in mm. awareness. It's just so simple, such an so easy simple. thing to do no matter, no matter where you are, that's for sure. Yeah, so simple. And, and again, that's why we need to remember to just let ourselves try these things because when you feel that out of touch, you can think it's ridiculous to do something so simple, but right. from repeated experience, I know it works. Right. Well, and it does. It does. It's one of the reasons why we invite ourselves and others to come back to this moment. If we allow ourselves to fantasize or go on some sort of a mental journey, that these are forms of disassociation. Mm -hmm. They they are. When when you're not in your body, that's what's going on. I realize that there's a continuum and there's very natural place to be in that, that it ha- daydreaming, for instance, or even the, the trance that I talked about earlier while driving in the car. There wasn't a mm-hmm. specific incident around anxiety there for me. The anxiety came when I realized that I had no idea where I was. You know, like, whoa, <laughs> yeah. how did that happen? Yeah. So it, it does. It, it's, it's reminding ourselves and just inviting ourselves to come back into our bodies without judgment, without any sort of. Well, I guess what I'm trying to say is to be gentle with yourself. When, when this is going on, it's it's already difficult. And so there's no judgment necessary. It's as soon as you notice it, you can come back. You can. And you can and keep coming back. Absolutely. And it's okay, you know, if you're a creative person and you want to get lost in your art or your music or whatever it is that you do that you enjoy doing, that's fine. There's no harm in that. The harm comes when it's all you do and it's affecting mm-hmm. your sleep and you're forgetting to eat and you're not balancing out. So be creative, immerse yourself in your creativity. If that's your nature, that's absolutely fine. But just remember every so often to take a walk and eat a good grounding warm meal and make sure that you wind down and sleep well. Just balance it out. Right. Well, thank you so much for making time to come together again for another Slayer session. I look forward to continuing our talks, and until next time. Thank you. Thank you, Shan. Do you feel mentally overloaded, confused, or upset by setbacks and overcoming anxiety? Do you worry that you will never be able to properly rest and relax? 
If you're sick and tired of feeling like you're taking one step forward and two steps back, the Anxiety Rescue Kit can help you find your feet and move forward in conquering your anxiety. The Anxiety Rescue Kit is a collection of written advice and guided relaxation exercises to help you address mental overload and anxiety, especially if you feel you are experiencing a relapse or setback. To find out more, visit the Slayer Store at anxietyslayer.com.